You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Let's get right to it. Nick Friedel, who covers the Knicks, joins us now on 98.7 ESPN. So, Nick, uh, tip off 3.30 this afternoon. Uh, game three, Knicks Heat series all tied up at 1-1. Uh, first, first things first, tell us, what can we expect from Jimmy Butler this afternoon? Anita, I would be shocked if he didn't play. <laughs> it seems like since I got here last night, everybody keeps saying, oh, yeah, he'll be out there. Uh, and we won't know here for a little bit still until we hear from Eric Spolster. But it, it would just be a shocker if after three days of treatment in between game two and three and knowing what's on the line that Jimmy isn't out there for the heat. Um, I, I know reports were that he wanted to play game two, and, and I guess the, the, the Heat medical staff uh, said, no, slow your roll, no, no, no. So I, I'm with you. I expect him to play tonight. Uh, but this will be interesting, right, because this will be the first time that, you know, we see both Julius Randle and Jimmy Butler on the court and, and, and how significant they both mean to the success of, of, of their teams. So do you, do you expect Jimmy Butler to uh, defend Julius Randle today? I am sure he will get some switches, Anita, but I'm sure also that Spolster is going to try to save Jimmy as much as he can in that if it's uh, not running around on Randall, what we started to see in game a little bit, uh, in game one a little bit, was Jimmy on Jalen Brunson at times just because he wanted to slow things down and slow down the rhythm that that Knicks offense had gotten into once Jalen had gotten going. So, uh, as usual with Jimmy, (laughs) it kind of depends on what he wants in the moment. Uh, So, we're going to see. But my my big question is, is he moving the same way we're used to? If he's doing that, then the Heat are in really good shape uh, and everything can start clicking immediately for them uh, as it did at times in that first game. If he doesn't, I don't know where the other answers are going to come from because the entire offense changes with Jimmy on the floor, and certainly defensively, he can still be one of the very best players in the game in that regard. If he doesn't look the same, uh, the the Knicks better take advantage in a hurry and and do everything they can uh, to to run out to a bigger lead. Uh, Again, Nick Fridell joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Julius Randle, game two, he just, and, and the commentator, I know you were at the game, so you weren't listening to the game, but the commentator pretty much, and he was spot on, like just the swag that Julius, like two steps, step back, hitting the three, taking crazy shots. It, they were all net. Like he was just playing with like this, like uh, the swagger, like nobody can defend me. Uh, you know what, what, what I'm sure you've had conversation with Julius since game two. What's his mindset right now heading into game three? I think he is so happy to be back out on the floor after dealing with what he dealt with, uh, with re-injuring that ankle in the Cleveland series. Anita, there there was almost a calm about him, and I think it's a really good point because he fought so hard and he rehabbed so hard to to reappear. Uh, And after missing game one and certainly hearing people say, oh, well, you know, Brunson's the guy. Sure, Randall's important. He's the all-star, but – uh, Brunson has been everything that this team has needed him to be. You know, Julius came out and was like, all right, I, I'm going to remind everybody I'm, I'm still here and I can still knock down shots from all over the place. So I think he is as 
locked in as he's been. And he knows not only what's on the line, but how much he means to this group. And if he's playing well, that's when the Knicks know they're at their best. I think two factors uh, are, are going to play a huge role in regards to the Knicks winning this series, right? One is bench play, and the other is is rebounding. Um, t- talk about the bench play. We, we know what we're getting from Josh Hart. He's been unbelievable. I know you and I have had several conversations about that, but, you know, uh, Grimes is finally back. That was a conversation you and I were having as well and how important that was, uh, you know, defensively. Uh, what what are your thoughts in regard to the bench play that you've seen so far in this series? And what do you expect today? I still believe that the Knicks are not only a deeper team, but they're capable of so much more than what they've shown to this point. And Anita, the the name that you keep coming back to, not only today, which I think is crucial, but moving forward in the series is quickly. <laughs> I mean, quickly was so good for this team throughout the regular season, and he, he has earned Tom Thibodeau's trust, which is very hard to do as a player, but for the most part, in these playoffs, it's just been a non-factor. And the, the Knicks, if they want to keep going, they can't afford that. He's got to give them uh, a little bit more. Hardenstein has had some good moments. You know what you're getting from him off that Knicks bench, but it, to me, it, it starts with quickly. If he can give them something more than what we've seen, aside from maybe the second half at times in Game 5 in Cleveland, then the Knicks are going to have a different level of momentum than, than we've seen to date. You know, our producers, Harvey and Joe, said the same thing just a few minutes ago. Uh, my, my, I, I shared, I said, listen, the, the two factors that I'm looking at today and, and what I feel needs to happen and change for the, the Knicks in order for them to win in Miami is transition offense, um, speeding up the pace of play and in, in scoring with that trans, trans transition offense. And number two, um, getting to the free throw line, right? Jimmy Butler, more free throw attempts than any other player in the NBA uh, with that aggressive style. Not sure where the refs are going to sway today. A lot of times they sway towards the home team. So I think it's going to be really imperative that the Knicks get to the free throw line. What say you? I agree with you completely. And the point about Jimmy especially in regard to how the game is being called, Anita, is very well taken. Because if you're the Knicks and Jimmy is just going to turn and create contact, and he is one of the very best in the league at doing that, and he's going to live at the line, well, then you got a real problem. You know, good luck. I think the, the Knicks almost benefit more from, hey, just, just hold the whistle. <laughs> just just swallow the whistle and, and see what happens. Uh, the better off everybody is going to the rim – Randall, Brunson, Josh Hart's done it. They'll be in a lot better shape. But if Miami gets an early whistle with Jimmy getting back and forth to the free throw line and being able to create offensively that way, especially when no matter how well he may move, there's no way he's moving as well as he did prior to that ankle injury. That is a crucial aspect of what, surely figures to be another tight game between two very evenly matched teams. Um, You mentioned Tibbs. Listen, you and I have had the conversation with Eric Spolstra, right? One of the most respected coaches in in the NBA and, and of course, uh, with the tutelage of of Pat Riley. 
But I, I, I like the way that Tibbs has utilized his, you know, the way that he subbed players in, the matchups that he has helped create. I, I like the way that, that Tibbs has, has coached this, this postseason. What, do you agree with that? What, what, what are your thoughts in regard to Tibbs and, his, and, and how he's been coaching? I do. I, I mean, look, Anita, you and I both know Eric Spolster. He is one of the best in-game mm-hmm. tacticians and being able to adapt on the fly of anyone uh, that we've seen. He's just fantastic at being able to see what's going on and adjust in the moment. But specific to Tibbs, if, <laughs> if we've learned anything about Tom over the years, he is going to ride the guys that he trusts the most in the biggest of moments. Which means uh, Jalen Brunson has, has got to continue doing what he's done. But I would tell any Knicks fan who gets frustrated with Tibbs or, oh, he's so stubborn, you know, okay, I, I get it. I've lived it. But the caveat here is he saw the other day that uh, Randall wasn't playing really well. This goes back to that Cleveland series. And, and he sat him. <laughs> and it was the right move. Uh, so – I think that tells you more than anything just that he knows how important these games are, obviously, but even Tibbs, who is so set in his ways at times, can see what's going on and adjust in the moment. So as far as the coaching goes so far, I don't have any real issue with how he's handled things. And on top of the Randall move, he clearly trusts Josh Hart. Josh Hart has been out there even more than ever, and he sees what everybody else has seen in that regard. Before we let you go, any final thoughts, Nick? I know you've got to make a press conference. Anita, I think the key to this game, if I'm Tibbs in the Knicks, is to see how Jimmy is moving around early and attack the hell out of him if you see any weakness. Uh, in that ankle and we're only going to know for sure here in a couple hours but that is what they didn't do at the end of game one with five minutes left Jimmy is walking around on one leg out there and they didn't go after him and that's just that's not just Tibbs that's uh, Brunson and the rest of the guys that were out there at the end of that game but Jimmy is everything this team does this heat team everything revolves around him if he is not moving the same, go after him. Don't be afraid. Like, go right into him and make him make a move and tire him out over the course of 48 minutes because you know that they're going to watch him even closer than usual. So, uh, to me, you know, it, it always starts on the defensive end with the Knicks, and, and the boards are important clearly. But go after Jimmy Butler, which is – uh, something that nobody would have said prior to the start of this series. Nick, you rock. We so appreciate your time. I- enjoy the game this afternoon. Indeed, always. I appreciate you having me, and I will talk to you soon. You got it. Nick Friedel joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Again, uh, your uh, pregame show tips off right here on 98.7 ESPN, coming your way following me at 3 o'clock. And, of course, you'll be able to listen to that game. Uh, right here on 90.7 ESPN, tip-off at 3.30. Let's take your calls. Uh, let's uh, 800-919-3776. Let's keep it going right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We got the Kentucky Derby tonight. Later post time than normal. It's 6.57 p.m. So um, I'm going to a comedy show tonight, guys. We've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. So I'm going to a comedy show tonight. The comedy show is at 7.30. See, this is what happens. Like a lot of times like, oh, hey, you, I need you. want to do this? You want to do that? Sure. Yeah. Buy me a ticket. Let's go. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, what? The Kentucky Derby is, you know, 30 minutes before the comedy. So, so now, like, this morning I spent my morning trying to um, figure out, you know, uh, where am I, where, where I going to watch the Derby and be in close proximity so as soon as the Derby is over, I, I can make it into the comedy club in time to see the show. So that, I spent a good portion of the morning trying to figure that out. So, um are, are you guys going to be watching the Derby later on today? Absolutely. It is like a national holiday in my household. So going really? home. Really? Yeah. It's going to be a lot mm. of mint juleps, a lot of uh, my dad brews some beer, so a lot of home brews and uh, and a Knicks heat and then right into Kentucky Derby. It's going to be great. So, so, you're, so your family, you've always been into horse racing? Always, Joe. Always been in the horse racing. I've been to, in- haven't been able to get to the Kentucky Derby yet, but I've been to five or six Belmont Stakes, and mm-hmm. still need to get down to the Breeders' Cup. Still need to go to the Preakness, but dialed in every single week. My dad's favorite day of the year is Breeders' Cup Day, second by uh, you know this day with the with the Derby. It's like opening day for him. So really really excited and i cannot wait that's that's awesome so so i grew up uh watching the the triple crown with my grandfather as as a young girl and then i moved to baltimore i lived in baltimore for four years and when i moved to baltimore um i i became friends with uh with kevin uh plank who owns under armor and uh and so he invited me to come to the Preakness. And so I, I did Preakness every year and I really got into the triple crown. And so now I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a horse owner. So, um, it, it just, it comes full circle. So I, I, as well, I'm really excited for this afternoon. 
uh, slash this evening. Again, post time is at 6.57 p.m. So as I said, uh, Vince Roth from Final Furlong is going to join us at 2 o'clock in less than an hour. We're going to do a deep dive into the Kentucky Derby, talk about some of the hot topics surrounding Churchill Downs this week, and give you some picks and plays on how you can wager on the Derby. Uh, FanDuel, by the way, you can wager on FanDuel for NJ Betts uh, in New Jersey. You can wager on the Derby. And uh, more people around the country have the ability and the access to to wager on the Derby this year than ever before. So that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to get to your calls in just a second. I want to remind you that each week during the football season, the Jets and Gatorade uh, will recognize a player of the week, a girls flag football player of the week. Throughout the season, the Jets will host a girls flag team uh, from New York and New Jersey to play a series of regular season games at the Atlantic Health Jets Training Center. Uh, where the player of the week will be selected. In fact, guys, I believe that we're doing a show out there um, next month, just FYI. So we'll be out there for this. Uh, The player will receive a $1,000 donation from the Jets and Gatorade in their name to support their high school's uh, girls' flag football program. The award will also be announced on this show, which I'm about to do right now. This week's recipient is Maggie Laletta, freshman running back from Lyndhurst High School in Lyndhurst, New York. The Bulldogs posted a 24-2 win over Huntington uh, to earn their second win of the season. Uh, Laletta scored two touchdowns, rushing for over 20 yards on each of those. She ran for an additional 30 yards, giving her total of 70 in the game. She also played a key role on defense, coming up with nine, count them, nine flagpoles. Nine flagpoles. How great's that? So a huge shout-out to Maggie. Congratulations, girl. 800-919-3776. Let's continue with your calls. Let's go to Jay in East Hampton. Jay, welcome in. What's up, Anita? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Hey, listen, uh, side note, I really respect your uh, career in, in total, uh, uh, even your football <laughs> career. It's crazy the things you do, and uh, I wish you'd get a better uh, spot on, on our radio station. Oh, thank you. That's that's sweet. I appreciate it, Jay. Thank you. Uh, I know you want to talk about uh, the Derby, right? Do I do? I'm sorry. Um, so the the uh, favorite got canceled today. Got uh, got yes, eliminated. Yes, Forte. Yep. If I bet on him yesterday, her, him, um, him. There's no there's no Phillies in this race in in the Derby today. Yeah, unfortunately. So uh, uh, I'm nervous. Sorry. Um, if I bet yesterday. Do I get my money back? Oh yeah, yeah. You you should you should get your yeah absolutely you should get your money back if the horse has been scratched right. for sure yeah. And then part two of that, if it was when I placed a bet at uh, at a place and it was five to one, and now it's seven to one, what do I get paid out? Well, I, I, so so it's interesting, and and thanks for the phone call because this is an interesting conversation to have. Uh, folks who you know, you know, maybe you've never wagered on horse racing before, but you know what what's different about horse racing is so you know right now. So, so let me call up because I'm I'm actually I'm multitasking. I'm 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 gambling on on the on we're we're on we're on race number seven at Churchill Downs. So. So, um, uh, and, and I'm, I'm playing the horses right now. So, so let's just hypothetically speaking, this, this, uh, race number seven, actually, let's just go to the Kentucky Derby. Let's, let's do that. So we're going to go to the Kentucky Derby and right now Kings Barn. Okay. Kings Barnes, sorry, 
is is right now the odds are 10 to 1 right now and it's 1:25 p.m. in the afternoon post time is 6:57 p.m. let's say you put in a wager right now for kings barns at 10 to 1 it doesn't lock it doesn't lock whatever the odds are for kings barn when the race takes off is what your odds are. So let's just say, hypothetically speaking, uh, at like 6.20 p.m. tonight, Kings Barnes now is, is, I say trading, is now at 7 to 1. Well, those are your odds, even though you put it in at 1.25 p.m. today at 10 to 1. It doesn't lock. Okay, so that's first and foremost. Uh, The sport is trying to change that. From what I understand, uh, hopefully, eventually, it will get changed. But as of right now, that's that's just the way that the, the sport rolls. Okay? Um, so, A, there's that. Number two, you, you, you really, you, you, you know, a lot of times, like if you're, if you're going to, if you're going to place a, a bet that the horse is going to win, well, you know, a lot of it has to do how much money is, is wagered on, on the race. Um, but also, you know, like this race, and I'm going to get into this with events. I'm recommending like a, a, a trifecta five box or a trifecta six box, depending on how much money you, you have to, to spend today on gambling on the Kentucky Derby. And, and the payout will be indicative in regard to the odds of the horses that do finish first, second, and third. So I can't honestly sit here and tell you, okay, if you put this much this much money down, you're going to get this much in return because you won't know until the race is complete and the one, two, three horses that finish, if you do play a five-box trifecta, uh, what their odds are if they're, they have you know higher odds, then you're going to get paid more money. They're lower odds and they're a horse that more than likely has been favored um, than uh, like Angel of Empire right now is favored at four to one. So you won't get paid as much. So it's, I, I can't give you a number right now. So there's that. All right, uh, let's continue. Well, actually, I, I, want, I want to take a call. Daniel's been holding here for a second. He wants to talk about the Celtics. Let's take Daniel first before we take a break. We got Joe Wiz, who's going to be joining us. I'm sure he's got some picks and some plays uh, pertaining to the Derby as well. But let's get Daniel. Daniel calling in from, uh, from North Jersey. Daniel, welcome in. Hi, um, nice to talk to you. You're my first time uh, I've ever called in the show, so. This Hi, is awesome. Welcome. Um, I'm a Celtic fan, so I just want to get your take on the game last night and, and about Harden's health. Um, uh, he just didn't look right. I don't know if there's something wrong with him. I, I like to win, but I, it's just a shame to see a superstar like that go down. And uh, and Joel, Joel Embiid is um, too. What do you think about the rest of the series? Yeah, I, I'm more. I don't know about you guys. I'm I'm more. And Daniel, thanks for the call and thanks for being a first time uh, caller here on 98.7 ESPN. We so appreciate you listening to the station. Um, I'm more concerned about Joel Embiid than I am anyone else. And and not to take anything away, but 30 points, 13 rebounds. His stat line was impressive, but I just feel like this is just a, a much different team with him. He's like lumbering. It's and 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 I. Joe and, and Harvey, I don't know if you know this about me, but I've had five knee surgeries. I've had three ACL. Um, I'm sorry, I have seven. <laughs> I've had seven knee, seven knee surgeries. I've had three ACL and four meniscus surgeries. So, and, and I, I, for a while, I had to play professional sports with a knee brace. And 
it, it, it affects you. It's, it really, it affects your speed. Um, you know, your, your ability, your ability to maneuver. And so uh, to me, the biggest red flag for the 76ers team right now is Embiid. Especially, you're talking about a, like you know I'm I'm five six one thirty five. What what's Embiid? What is he like six eleven two thirty five? What would you what would you say Embiid is? Embiid seven foot no. Is he? I, I don't I don't know I don't know. He, big 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 man with a knee brace. Let's just roll with that. I think it's I think it's cumbersome. Um, I think it's limiting him. And to me, that is the biggest red flag for me moving forward with the 76ers. If you're a Boston Celtics fan, I think you've got to feel really, really good about this series, especially since they're up 2-1 and, um, and have home court advantage. Anita Marks with you. We get back. Joe Wiz will join us. Again, like I said, I'm sure he's got some picks and some plays in the Derby as well as um, other sports that are taking – how about this? This is supposed to be a lull time, right? A down time in our wide, wide world of sport. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Derby, golf. We got the Wells Fargo going on right now. Boxing, UFC, and Major League Baseball. All happening today. So there's there's a lot on the slate for Joe Wiz to send our way. We'll find out what he does next. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Joe Wiz joins us. He's got his own gambling show here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Joe, how you doing? Derby Day, my friend. Yes, the first Saturday in May is always a special day, and we even get a bonus because we got the Knicks in the playoffs, so uh, really excited for this Super Saturday. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's start with the Knicks and the Heat. Uh, the Heat hosting the series all tied up at 1.00. Uh, Miami at home, favored by five. The over-under is 209.5. I like the under here. What say you? Yeah, uh, this line's become a little inflated here. I know that Jimmy Butler has had five days to prepare, um, but I I think that the Knicks getting five is the play here. Um, uh, But Miami, they've gone over in six of the last seven games. Um, Normally, when these two teams met during a regular season, it would be of an underplay. Um, So you're not sure what to expect. But um, I I like the Knicks here, plus the five. It wouldn't shock me if the Knicks actually won the game here. So I took the Knicks plus the five, and I took them on the money line here because the Knicks have not played well in either game one or game two. We obviously know they were compromised in game one. Uh, but I think that here um, with, them, with, with the scenario that fully, uh, fully healthy and Butler not knowing if he is 100%, taking the five, if Butler gets hurt, that line drops. Um, Knicks have not played a good game yet. I think today we'll see a full effort. Plus five uh, is my play here. Um. You know, we, we just had uh, Nick Friedle on the program not too long ago, and he's feeling a lot of it is a lot of this game is going to be dictated on, you know, just just how injured and hurt Jimmy Butler is going to play. Um, so so that obviously will be interesting. Um, uh, we've got another game later on tonight, 830 p.m. 
is tip-off. The Warriors going up against the Lakers. This series is all tied. The Lakers accomplished what they wanted to do, and that is stealing home court advantage from the Golden State Warriors, who've only lost 13 there on their own home court. Now this is back in L.A. L.A. is favored by three. The over-under is 228.5. Joe? How are you playing? Yeah, this total's high. It's 228. I think the Lakers, if they want to win against Golden State, they are better off not trying to get into a shootout. Um, and Anthony Davis did not play well in the second game. In the first game, game one, the Lakers won the game 117-112, but they almost blew that game. LeBron had 22 points and 11 rebounds. Anthony Davis had 30 points. And um, I always said that Davis, the key to the Lakers is not going to be LeBron. It's how well Anthony Davis plays. And Davis did not play well in game two. Um, I think that the Lakers do come back and play well tonight. Um, I do like the under in this game here. I'm going under 228. I think that the Lakers defense is going to be the deciding factor here. They do not want to get into a shootout here. And even game one um, just barely went over 117 to 112. It barely went over. Game two it landed right on the total. It was 227. And some people had a middle that was 226. It opened at 227.5 and, and it closed at 226.5 and, and it landed on 27 and it was a very, very low score fourth quarter. I think the Lakers' defense controls the tempo tonight. Um, I like under in this second game here of the doubleheader, under 228 between Golden State and L.A. Yeah, I I like the under as well. Um, So on the same side there, for sure. I I definitely want to talk about the Derby with you. I know you're a horse guy. Uh, But before we do, there is a baseball game that you are eyeing, and that's the Red Sox and the Phillies. Uh, Phillies... Uh, on the money line, minus 160. The over-under is 9.5. Uh, this is a Red Sox team. They're 20-14 and 14 on the season. The Phillies at home, 15-18. Uh, so what, what's your play in this baseball matchup? Yeah, these two teams are headed in opposite directions. And either the Boston Red Sox have won seven in a row, while the Phillies have lost five in a row. And tonight they have Falter pitching, who's 0-5 with a 5.01 ERA. And the Red Sox have Kluber pitching. We know about Kluber and his days with the Yanks, etc. Uh, his record's 1-4 and four at 640, and the record's at 6. Uh, his uh, ERA is at 644. Red Sox are either 23 overs for the season and just 10 unders. Um, with both of these pitchers having ERAs way over five, I'm expecting the total to go way over the total, over nine and a half here. Um, you know, the, the main reason for the Red Sox success has been uh, one of their best hitters, Yoshida, 29. He's batting 476 in the month of May. Two suspect pitchers here. We know the ball likes to fly out, out down in Philly, and the weather is ideal. Uh, it's going to be 70 degrees or maybe 60 by game time. Um, but I like the over between these two suspect pitchers. Again, uh, Joe is joining us here. Joe, why don't you let the folks know exactly when your show airs on 98.7 ESPN? Thanks, Anita. I'm on every Friday night at midnight, and, of course, I'm on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. as well. I put some free picks up on Twitter, Joe with Sports, so they can follow me and get some updated info there. But uh, Friday nights at midnight, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m., we are on for an hour, and uh, we try and make people some money. Yeah, we do. Uh, With that being said, the Kentucky Derby later on tonight. Uh, 6.57 is post time. A lot of drama surrounding this week. And, of course, this morning, the shock, uh, the derby favorite, Forte, has been scratched because of a bone bruise. Uh, the veterinarians uh, at Churchill Downs said, uh-uh, I think just too risky considering you have four horses that have passed away this week at Church- Churchill Downs. Uh, so with that being said, how are you playing the Kentucky Derby, Joe? 
Yeah, uh, when you take a look at it, it's very unfortunate to see Forte, who was going to be the Derby favorite, uh, who had the leading uh, jockey in the country with Arad Ortiz and the top trainer in, in the country as well with Todd Pletcher being scratched. But Pletcher has three horses in his field here, and a couple of top trainers have several horses here. Um, I had picked even prior to Forte being scratched, I had liked the five horse with uh, Tappet Trice. Um, he won the uh, Bluegrass, and um, I think that it's a good spot for them here today. Um, you got a good good driver in there um and i think that if tapper trice gets out on the outside even though he's in on the five post he wants to get outside if he can get outside i think that if he gets a clear sailing this horse is ready to run and um uh at eight to one odds right now i think it's a good shot that tapper trice will get it um i put a couple of horses underneath there put the 11 horse the 14 horse which uh some people like a lot with Angel of Empire and the 17 horse that a lot of people aren't talking about, Anita, is Dermer Sorogaki, uh, who won the UAE Derby and the fastest time in the last five years. That's a pretty bit of a long shot there. But I did a, uh, I'm picking the five horse to win uh, with Tappet Trice. And I'm throwing in the uh, horses, uh, the 11 horse, which is a bomb with Joel Rosario and trainer Asmussen, who's one of the top trainers in the country. Uh, the 14 horse with Angel of Empire with Brad Cox, another top trainer. And then the uh, long shot here with Dermer Sotogaki, um at 10 to 1 right now. Um, I think that try, if it comes in, and any of those combinations will pay a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, um, Derma Sudagake uh, is is a horse that uh, I actually have been talking about. Uh, could could very well make history today with the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. No Japanese bred based horse has ever won the Kentucky Derby, and this horse uh, was was bred specifically to win the Kentucky Derby. So very interesting. I definitely, I'm going to play a, a, a trifecta box with five horses. I'm going to talk about it uh, coming your way in about 15 minutes, but, uh, but I'm definitely including uh, Derma Sotogake in, in that as well. So any final yeah, thoughts? Anita, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just want to mention uh, Tappet Trice, who has Louis Sayas on him. Uh, Louis Sayas had won the Kentucky Derby, but his horse was taken down back in 2019 with maximum security, so he has yet to win the Kentucky Derby. Um, and this might be his best chance about any Mounties have the Derby, but a couple of years ago, if you remember, maximum security was taken down. Um, they put up Country House, but um, I like Tappet Trice, uh, you know, with Louis Sayas to get his first Kentucky Derby win. Uh, any final thoughts, any futures bets out there with a number of these uh, Major League Baseball, I mean, uh, NBA series happening right now or, or even even the Devils? Are you giving the Devils an opportunity to come back? We saw them. They were down 0-2 to the Rangers. Do you think they could come back against the, the Canes? Yes, I do. I think the series, I, th I like the Devils to win tomorrow. Um, it's amazing. All the Ranger fans have to be really upset because after seeing how easily the Devils handled the Rangers, the Rangers were just not able to score any goals. It was just so frustrating. And then all of a sudden the Devils look human um, and giving them so many goals to, Carol uh, to Carolina. So I think here uh, for the Devil fans out there, I do think them having to change their venue, playing at the Rock tomorrow, I think it's a good spot for them tomorrow. I do like the Devils tomorrow, and I'm expecting them to even up the series tonight. Oilers are playing the Golden Knights. Uh, the game goes at 7 Eastern time. Oilers and Golden Knights just play the over whenever these uh, two teams meet. And the Oilers go over. This year, Anita, they're 53 overs and 28 unders for Edmonton here. I'm expecting a shootout uh, with the hockey, with this Oilers uh, game tonight uh, at 7 p.m. I like the over uh, in that game, over six and a half goals. Fantastic. Great stuff as always. Uh, really do appreciate it. Tune in to, of course, Joe Wiz right here on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Joe, thank you. Enjoy the race later on Thanks. this evening. Thank you. You got it.
got to used to saying this evening, again, not used to uh, post time being 6.57 p.m., but nonetheless, uh, that is is where we're at. We come back, I'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. Really excited. Uh, Vince Roth from uh, Final Furlong is going to join us at the top of the hour. Him and I are going to do a real deep dive into the Kentucky Derby, getting you ready, talk about some of the hot storylines, and how to bet the Kentucky Derby uh, this this evening. It will be fun. Uh, so we'll kick that off at the top of the uh, the 2 o'clock hour, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. One of my dogs, it was his birthday last night, Satchmo. Uh, how about that? A chihuahua who was born on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yep, can't make it up. Um, and so his brother actually lives here in town, Joey. So we went out, we celebrated Cinco de Mayo, uh, Joey's humans, and of course I'm Satchmo's human. Uh, So we went out and we celebrated Cinco de Mayo with the boys, and we took them out to this uh, great Mexican restaurant here in Hoboken called Orle. So I had some margaritas with the boys and celebrated their eighth birthday, which by the way, do you guys know how you um, equate a dog's lifespan, like what, how old he is or she is? What is it, five to seven years, depending on the size of the dog? So it's seven years per year minus the first year. The, mi- the, the first year is just one. So Satchmo just turned eight yesterday. So seven times seven is what? 49, right? Correct. Plus one. So he's actually, he's 50. Is his AARP guys- card going to come in the mail? <laughs> You're cute. Um, so anyway, uh, just worthless information that's up in my Rolodex. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, let's go to your calls. Let's go to Ryan calling in from Terrytown. Ryan, good afternoon. How you doing? Hi, Anita. Thanks for taking my call. You know, I'm coming out of hibernation for 20 years. I'm a Knicks fan. And I'm watching basketball. You know, I caught a couple of games, but it's been an awful 20 years for the Knicks. I remember the 80s and 90s playoffs. And uh, everybody seems to be hurt. Butler, Randall, Embiid, Harden. You know, I remember the bad boys of Detroit. No one didn't get on the court. The Bulls, the Knicks. Um, and it was a rough game. Rick Mahorn, I wouldn't want to go up against him. Jordan went into the gym after he lost to the Pistons the first time I heard. It's taken away not only from the games they don't play, but even in-game. I'm, like, worried about these guys being so fragile. What is it? Uh Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Ryan, and thanks for coming out of hibernation. Uh, really good time to do it. Um, you know, so much for load management, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, um, it's 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 a good question. Uh, you know, you know, athletes. A few things. Number one, um, the game definitely is not as physical as it was back in the day with you're talking about the the bad boy pistons and whatnot no the game is nowhere nowhere near as physical as when jordan played either you know i think that's for those who feel like jordan's the greatest of all time debating with lebron james like jordan played in an era that you know the physicality of the nba was far much greater um than it is right now so no the physicality isn't what it was um but you know at the same time like just Here's another thing, like athletes today are 
like they're just they're bigger, stronger. Um, you know, food consumption is healthier. Uh, medical is better. Um, you know, repair health. It, it's it's it it is it, it is pretty. I won't use the word shocking, uh, but it, it is pretty interesting. And and you know, I it, I'd, I'd be curious if somebody did some type of uh, research as to as to why, because it doesn't make sense. The game is less physical, yet and and athletes are better conditioned, bigger, stronger, faster, healthier. So, what is it? What gives? Why, why, why are we seeing more, more and more injuries? Um, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's a good question. I, I don't, I don't necessarily have an answer for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, when we come back, uh, we've got Vince Roth from Final Furlong, who's going to be joining us. Uh, he, uh, really, really phenomenal guy. And, and I just want to preface by saying, so I do some work with a company called America's Best Racing, and they're awesome. Anything you want to know, learn, understand about horse racing, the number one website to go to. And they have a program called Stake in Stardom. So, uh, and, and I am a part of it this season uh, with, uh, with a number of other uh, media folk, sports media folk in, in the industry. Um, and so in exchange for social media content, uh, we have been given a percentage of horses uh, from a number of, of different stables. And so I own a number, a percentage of a number of fillies that Final Furlong and Vince Roth has. So, uh, so him and I now are going to be working together. And uh, actually, there's a two-year-old filly that's going to be running in Saratoga uh, this summer called Capital Spending, which uh, we're, we're very, very excited about. So that's how I know Vince Roth, final furlong. And so when we get back, he's going to be joining us and we'll do a deep dive into the Kentucky Derby, getting you ready for this evening's race right here on 98.7 ESPN. 